and a very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. Welcome to the program this week. And we start off as we have done several times in the recent weeks with Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. It is my prayer to you as it was the confirmation from the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus in his letter as written in the book of Ephesians that that he would want to pray and he has acknowledged here that he is, has been praying and he always prays to the Lord for the, 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 the believers at the church of Ephesus and I believe that God is no respecter of prayers he's no respecter of persons he just is able to move on the prayers of those in faith who believe in him and believe that he can do anything and nothing is impossible for him uh, the Lord uh, to him who believes that the Lord can do everything amen so I, I can pray this prayer I can ask the Lord that you would get a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and deep and intimate knowledge of him and I believe the Lord's going to answer it because that's his will for your life it's for you to be able to grasp the truth and get to know him get to know the Lord because if you get to know the Lord then you can trust him more you can doubt him less and your faith will increase and you will be able to start speaking to these mountains in your life telling them to be cast into the sea and they will obey you these situations will get out of your way they will no longer be a roadblock to you whatever the situation is and you and the Lord together will create every hour of the day in confidence and by faith in him he will do the miracles when you believe that he can so Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 for I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints his set apart ones you are set apart today amen you are not in the regular crowd in the world you are set apart because he takes care of those who love him dearly but he also reigns on the unjust as well as the just. He provides for everyone. But he, set, he sets you aside because you are special, because now you received him as your Lord and Savior. You are now in, uh, inheriting the kingdom of God. You're now a son of God. Amen. You, are now, uh, you have been given every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Your identity is brand new. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. And you are seated in Christ in the heavenly places next to the Father. Far above. Far above. According to verse 22. Uh, excuse me. 21 of Ephesians 1. Far above all rule and authority. And power and dominion. And every name that is named. Above every title that can be conferred. Not only in this age. And in this world but also in the age and the world which are to come. So you are in a special place. You're set apart. You're seated in heavenly places next to the Father in Christ, and you can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens you. So every day, just know and depend on and believe that the Lord is strengthening you. And thank Him every morning. Thank you, thank you, Lord, today that you are strengthening me to get through this day, that I have an understanding of your nature, your love, your character, and your personality even more today than I did yesterday. Show me something new today, Lord. Let us be co-workers and co-laborers together, as it says in your word. Let us go about together, Lord, today. Set about uh, putting divine appointments in front of us so that we would pray for those people who need you. Lay hands on the sick those so that they shall recover. Take us to the morgues, Lord, so that you will uh, be able to work a miracle. And uh, we will. I will believe that I can raise from the dead. That the power that lives within me, that power that is the Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, can bring back the dead, the resurrection of the dead, just like you raised Jesus from the dead, uh, through by your Holy Spirit. You can do it again, because if you did it with Jesus, you can do it again. You did it with Lazarus, you can do it again. And you can do it again with me today, Lord, as we go about and bring back to life that which life was stolen from. Whether it be from COVID-19, whether it be from any sickness or disease, uh, if we are allowed access to the body, if the body is no longer uh, awake, then we, if we are allowed access to the body, we need to be going to that place, laying hands and commanding that person to come back, that spirit to come back into the body of that person according to the Lord's will. And, and the, Jesus said that God is a God of the living and not the dead. So God does not take life. He gives life. He came to give you life and that more abundantly according to John 10 verse 10. And if he, raised, he raises people from, from, from the dead, then it is not his will to take people early. There's no such thing as the Lord taking people early. Amen. Um, we hear this uh, often, uh, more, more like uh, in secular circles from those who do not understand the Lord. But sometimes we hear it from Christians, and it's uh, concerning that those Christians do not understand the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord is to bring back from the dead, to reconcile, to restore, to, to awaken. Uh, amen. So, this letter here in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 it is a prayer it is confirmation that Paul is telling the church at Ephesus I pray for you often I pray I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light See, this is how verse 17 can come about. It's based on what happens in verse 18. Because verse 18 starts with the word by, B-Y. So how can we have an understanding? Uh, how can he grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation? Well, it's by having the eyes of our heart flooded with light. So that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set apart ones. So the light, Jesus is the light of the world. And now as you receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord and you confess him as Lord, and God comes and indwells in you. And now Jesus says, you are the light. Now let your light so shine upon men. Remember, Galatians 2 verse 20 says that it is not us who are alive, but Christ is alive in us. 
So yes, is it the light that's coming from us alone? No, it's Christ in us. It's the light. But he's saying, let that light, let your light so shine upon men so that you could show good works. Amen. And remember that the Lord has predestined works for you to walk in as a believer. There are works for you waiting to waiting for you to say, I'm going to go over to that person and pray for them. There's works lined up. There is uh, organizations that need your help. There is uh, there's orphanages that, that uh, need your help. There's, there's works that the Lord has predestined for you to walk in. And uh, those works are fruit, good fruit in the kingdom. And the kingdom needs you today. The kingdom does not need people going to church and sitting down and reading the word, coming home and doing nothing with it. The body of Christ needs itself because there are many parts to the body. Amen. There's arms, legs, feet, eyes, whatever. And we all need each other for the body to function effectively. So we need you today. We need you today. And so one of the important things in order to be used is to know who you are first. Amen. And that's why we've been talking so many weeks now, I think 51 or 52 weeks for on this series of identity in Christ. And, and, uh, we may go on for many months and years yet on this same topic because this topic is so critically important and is at the core of the need for Christians to understand who they are. Because if you don't understand who you are, you won't operate in what you have and who you are, and you won't even realize uh, the authority you have in the name of Jesus. You won't use that authority. You won't uh, be able to pray with uh, assertiveness and firmness and confidence that your prayers will be answered and you will see manifestations of the Lord in front of you. Uh, so it's important uh, that you also understand who you are in order that you may thwart evil, that you may tell evil where to go. And because you are the one with the badge on your uniform saying Jesus, you are the one going in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that name, as we said earlier, from Ephesians 1. That name is above all names. Amen. And so what better uniform to wear with a star on it, but not a police badge, but a badge that says Jesus and going about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil for God is with you wherever you may go. So in recent weeks, we have been starting to look at Job 22. Uh, Job back in the Old Testament, chapter 22 and this is when uh, Eliphaz, the uh, Temanite, is answering Job after Job was complaining. So Job 22 is Eliphaz's uh, response. And we jump down to, uh, we jump, first of all, we jump down to verse 21, uh, where Eliphaz is saying, Acquaint now yourself with him. So Eliphaz is talking to Job, answering Job and saying these things. Verse 21, Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will and be at peace by that you shall prosper and great good shall come to you and now you might see in your version of the bible that uh, there's extra words i've read out here that don't appear in your version i'm reading out of the amplified version amplified classic edition to be exact a m p c and there are more words in that uh, the amplified version because by its own nature, it amplifies the existing verse to give more detail about the meaning and the intent of the, what the Holy Spirit was trying to uh, 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 communicate through that verse. Amen? By the inspiration uh, to the writer. 
So verse 22, Receive, I pray you, the law and instruction from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart. Now, I know that Job was in the Old Testament. He was not born again. Um, but there were some things in the Old Testament, like, for example, this chapter, that do still apply to us today. Amen. Even after the cross, there are things and, and principles here that we must follow, even as uh, believers in living in the new covenant. And one of them, of course, in verse 21, is to acquaint ourselves with the Lord. And it doesn't mean to just be an acquaintance. God wants us to be his friend. God wants us to actually be who we are to him, which is a son. A son uh, is not an acquaintance of the father in a typical family. Now, I realize that there are families that are uh, have estranged and dysfunctional relationships. And obviously, there's a lot of families sadly like that in the world. But imagine yourself for a moment just being acquainted with your father. You know, it's just you're not even his friend. You're not even considering yourself his son. Uh, that is uh, far removed from a loving relationship. But Eliphaz is saying here, uh, Job, you need to acquaint yourself with the Lord. So Job had gotten to the point where he, he just did not uh, understand the Lord's nature. Because if he had, then he wouldn't be blaming God for everything. Because if you know someone's nature and you know they wouldn't do a certain thing because you know their nature and their character and their heart, then you would never blame them for something that would go against that, that nature. Amen? So it's obvious that the things that Job was complaining about, uh, he did not understand the true nature of the Lord. No and I realize that the book of Job goes into detail about the things that happened and, uh, and what Satan did to Job and what he caused uh and all the attacks and 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 uh, his body and what 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 came out in his skin and all these sores and everything else and he lost his cattle and his family and things like that but uh, what you have to understand is that no matter what happens to you you have to know the nature of the lord you have to know the love of god so that you don't end up blaming him for something that's not not his fault amen uh, God is good. God is faithful. He restores. Amen. And so, yes, it was. It's uh, the book of Job. Uh, it's a whole. It's a whole series in itself. Amen. It's not as simple as God. God wanted and 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 or God allowed the devil to do these things. Um, there's there's deeper layers underneath that. But what you have to know today is if, if something is bad going on in your life, this this is not you being Job. Okay? And you are now seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus next to the Father. And now you are uh, a son. Amen? You are above all evil. And you are in a very different situation to Job and that Job was in. Amen. So you cannot say that you're going, you're just living out Job. You're just, you're just a Job. No. Uh, because as you see a little bit later on here in verse 28, and we'll get there in a moment, that uh, Job needs to be understanding of the ability to be able to say and decree a thing and it shall be established. So Job was not speaking to the mountain. And casting it into the sea, he just let everything happen and didn't speak 
uh, to the mountain at all. He didn't cast the mountain into the sea. He didn't trust the Lord for it. Uh, and remember that God is not the one that casts mountains into the sea. Jesus told us that uh, uh, if we would pray, if we would say to this mountain, be cast into the sea, and we don't doubt in our hearts, then it shall be done. So, did he say that if you believe that the Father could put the, mount, the mountain into the sea, then he, the Father would do it? No, he said that we had to be the ones to speak to the mountain. So, uh, so if we look at verse 22... Receive, I pray you, the Lord, an instruction from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart. If your heart is absent of the word of God, then your heart is not going to uh, recall the truths of the Lord and his nature uh, when you get into a situation, because your heart will not know the truth. And uh, you know that the Lord says in the word that um, uh, we we perish for lack of knowledge uh, uh, because we have rejected knowledge uh, not because there is no knowledge the knowledge is right in front of us it's the word of God that's the the book of knowledge amen the book of wisdom and the book of truth so we must uh, not blame God for situations we must realize that it's an absence of his word in our hearts and an absence of us telling the mountain to be cast into the sea and believing and not doubting in our heart that it would do so when we speak to it whatever our situation is whether it's a storm whether it's a financial problem, whether it's poverty, uh, whatever it may be. Amen? So it's, he says, verse 23, If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before Him, you will be built up. If you put away unrighteousness far away from your tents. If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before Him, you will be built up if you put away unrighteousness far from your tents. Wow. So, for those of us who are far from the Lord, and even though the Lord said, yes, he will never leave us nor forsake us, you can be turned the other way, and the Lord could be looking at the back of your head. And you could be not talking to him. You could be talking to the devil instead. You could be agreeing with the devil's ways, fulfilling the devil's will on the earth instead of the Father, your heavenly father's, and uh, the Heavenly Father has already paid a precious price for you through His Son uh, in order to get you away from the powers of darkness and translate you and transfer you into the kingdom of His beloved Son so that you will no longer have to deal with the bondage of the chains of the devil and the devil's way of life. Or you could say the devil's way of death. So there is a... There is a uh, there is a, a, a truth to the fact that you can be distant to the Lord and walk from the Lord. So that's why it's very important that if we slip, that we do not condemn ourselves for slipping because the longer we condemn ourselves, the, the longer we haven't had time with the Lord to repent and to, to come back to Him. Uh, we don't want to become prodigal sons, amen? We want to, if, if we slip, if we see something we shouldn't see, if we say something we shouldn't say, we should immediately say, Lord, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. And we just turn the other way and come back to the Lord, and that's the act of repentance. Repentance isn't necessarily saying something with your lips. It's having a repentant heart to want to turn 180 degrees away from the evil that we just committed or we just saw or we just fantasized about and engaged in with that sin. 
and ask the Lord to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, we confess those sins. And 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says that if we confess those sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Then we come back to the Lord, and he's right there. He hasn't driven miles away. He hasn't walked miles away from us. He's not mad that we committed the sin. Obviously, he wants us to come back to him. Sin is an abomination to the Lord. It's a very, very serious thing, but he does not want you involved in it. But in the event you slip into it, he is a forgiving father and the Lord forgives. And you know how many times he forgives. There is no limit to the number of times the Lord forgives us for our sins. But that's not a license for us to keep repeating the sin because it's just not good for us. It's bad for us. And it's completely below us if we are born again and seated in heavenly places. It's below. It's just beyond uh, your identity. It just doesn't mix. It's like oil and water. They do not mix. A born-again Christian and sin, they do not mix. But the enemy can still tempt us. But we must hold fast to the truth of the Word of God in our hearts because the more truth we know, the more we will know what the ramifications are and the repercussions are of that sin if we let it gather steam and grow. And, and, and you know, weeds grow uh, and they start off small. And that sin grows and that weeds grow in our soul and our, our soul becomes contaminated in impure thoughts. And, and we need to get our consciences cleansed. Amen. Every day we just should, should ask the Lord. Lord, show us, please. Show me, please. Is there any anything in my heart that I need to repent of? Is there anything that you need to clean out, Lord? Please cleanse me of all unrighteousness, Lord. Let me uh, put my heart on display for you so that you may judge me today and, and show me. Uh, show me how to get clean, Lord. Show me what I need to confess because we are supposed to check ourselves according to the Word of God. So sometimes... You know, we might think, well, God's going to just get rid of everything automatically. He's going to get rid of the sin automatically. No, that's not the case. We have a free will. The Lord does not, uh, uh, he does not violate our free will. But what he does do is he helps us uh, through his Holy Spirit, through his Spirit, by revealing to us what's going on in our hearts so that we may repent and focus on our prayer to, to then have the Lord help us get rid of that problem and turn away from that and and ask for the Lord's grace for his strength uh, to have us focus on him and but we we have the free will we must choose to spend time with him every day and take God with you everywhere you go in thought word and deed um, and read his word or have it playing in the car have it playing at home on the audio on a CD player or something like that or on your phone just make sure that the, you're getting more God than more devil every day. Just make sure God is, is, is tipping the scales in your life every day and the devil's having no way in your life or the life of your children, the life of your spouse, the life of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Be careful what you let in through your front door and be careful what you let in through your ears and your eyes. Amen. So, uh, well, um, do a couple more verses. I actually do want to get to 28, um, and we can go back over some of these verses next week. 
So uh, if you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before him, verse 23, you will be built up if you put away unrighteousness far from your tents. So we must put away unrighteousness far from our tents. Amen. We must. And it must not just be just outside the front door. It needs to be put away far from our tents. It has to be in the next town over, not just outside the front door of our house that we put unrighteousness away. We must get rid of it and walk away from it. And and even I think the Apostle Paul says we must flee from sin. We must flee from these temptations. Amen. It is that bad. It is, it is that bad for you. Not that you cannot be delivered from sin. It's just we do not want to be entangled with the affairs of the of the of the world amen we got things to do we have uh, we have people to pray for we have the gospel to preach and we don't need any of all these things going on we don't do not need to be unstained with the world uh of the world amen verse 24 if you lay gold in the dust this is what eliphaz the timonite is answering job if you lay gold in the dust and the gold of ophir among the stones of the brook considering them of little worth and make your almighty your gold and the Lord your precious silver treasure, then you will have delight in the Almighty, and you will lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him, and He will hear you, and you will and and you will pay your vows. Verse twenty-eight says, "You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways." So 28 is talking about Eliphaz telling Job, you can now at this point, when you do these things from verse 21 to 27, you then get to be able to decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you. You can speak to the mountain and it can be cast into the sea because you have this relationship with the Lord. The power of God is living within you and the Holy Spirit is living within you. And you have this relationship with the Lord and you're co-laboring, you're co-working. And when you speak to the mountain, you are speaking in the name of Jesus. And you're not speaking with Jesus as an acquaintance, but you're speaking uh, with Jesus and using the name of Jesus because it's the name above all names. And you have confessed him as Lord. You are, you're not just an acquaintance of Jesus. You're far more than that. You are his brother. You're his son. You're a son of God. And you can speak with through the name of Jesus and by the name of Jesus. And because every name shall bow to the name of Jesus and every knee shall bow and every name is below the name of Jesus, that means those things that you cast away or you cast that mountain into the sea or you speak to that financial problem, you speak to the poverty, you speak to uh, health in your body, those things, because they are beneath the name of Jesus, those things, if you don't doubt in your heart, those things will line up with the will of God because you have a relationship with God, you have an understanding of who you are in Christ, and those things will change and they will change to match what God would expect them to look like uh, if they were in heaven, but now they're on the earth, and they look like on earth as they would be in heaven, in Jesus' name. And that's called reconciliation. Reconciling means matching what's in heaven to what's on earth. And an earth must match what already is going on in heaven. Amen? That means no lack, everybody in health, everybody... 
living with the Lord within them, going about doing good, having a relationship with the Lord, and going about doing good and telling everybody else about Jesus. Amen? Rejoicing in the Lord, worshiping the Lord, thanking the Lord for His goodness, but telling people your testimony, praying for them, setting them free by the name of Jesus. Amen? So you can find us on Facebook, and you can find us on YouTube, and just search for Touch of God Radio. Touch of God Radio. In the meantime, our prayer uh, email box is touchofgodradio at gmail.com. That's touchofgodradio at gmail.com. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.